Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoyed the message. Hope you guys are having a good morning. I am kind of having a good morning because I'm kind of, you know, I, I went to bed late last night, so I kind of feel a little, you know, sluggish, but I'm kind of excited with this new series, so I'm kind of energetic, just a little bit. But um, but I'm really excited to start this new series called Stay, because it's easy, it's easy to start something, but it's harder to stay in it once it starts going. For example, it's easy to start school. It's easy to start the semester going, but it's harder to stay with your homework or to stay in those good grades. To my boys in here, it's harder. It's easy to start a video game, right? If you get a new one, it's just like, it's like that new one that came out and it's like a lot of fun or whatever. But it's harder once you've already played like three or four hours. Now, if you're a pro gamer, you play like nine hours, which I get that. That's, that's too long for me. I used to do that, but I don't, I, I can't. My, my eyes freaking hurt. It's easy to start all this stuff, but it's harder to stay in it. It's, it's easy to call yourself a Christian but it's harder to become one. It's easy in that place of your walk where you're first starting, but it's harder to stay in it because of the temptations that the world throws at you or with the trials that you get in your own life. It's hard to do that. So in this series, I want to teach you how to stay in that walk with God because I've had a couple of friends ask me that same question. And some of you guys asked me that question as well about how do I stay consistent with my word? How do I stay consistent with prayer? How do I can stay consistent? consistent with praise and worship with the word of God. And I want to use the word devotion instead of consistency, because that's a big word for us as teenagers. Like, like you hear like, okay, be consistent with your chores or be consistent with your homework. Like that's whack. But devotion is different. Devotion is consistency with faith, consistency with faith. And so for this series, I'm really, really excited to show you guys how to stay in it because it is hard. Because I've asked myself the same question. When I read my word, I don't, I don't, nothing speaks to me. Or when I praise God, I don't feel his presence. Or when I pray to him, he doesn't answer back. And so I want to take you through this series of staying in it, even though, because I don't have an answer, answer. Only God has that. But I do have some advice and some particular things that have helped me in those areas. And I hope this really encourages you today. So the title of this sermon is Stay Faithful in Prayer. Stay faithful in prayer. I was gonna show. I was gonna try and get a video illustration, but I couldn't find anything. But uh, how many of y'all have baby, like a baby cousin, or like y'all had like? Have you done peekaboo? You know the peekaboo thing. You've done it. So I was trying to find a video of a baby, like like the parent doing peekaboo with a baby, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So with that, it's so cute when you do the peekaboo thing because the the cutest part of it is that the baby literally thinks that you're gone. It, like he, the baby literally thinks that you've wiped yourself off the face of the earth. Where do they go? They think that. It's cute, but why? Because something in their brain, it's called object permanence. I think that's how you say it, permanence. Object permanence. I'm not going to give the, the definition because it's kind of long, but, but object permanence in definition in a nutshell says, even though I can't see you, I know you're still there. So the baby... You do the peekaboo and the baby doesn't, it realizes that you're not there. It realizes that it's like you've disappeared from existence. But 
But a lot of us can relate in that, in that context of the moment we don't see God, we wonder if he's even there anymore, or we, do we even wonder that he still speaks to us? And some of us need to develop our spiritual object permanence, which means that you need to start exercising the faith piece of your object permanence. Understanding that, so, so another example, so y'all keep looking this way. I'm going to come back here for a second. I'm going to give y'all an example. So I'm not there on the stage. Can y'all see me on the stage? Nah, shake your head if you can't see me. You sure? Okay. But you can still hear me. You know that I just came back here, obviously, because you just saw me walk back here. So you don't see me on the stage, but you know that I'm still here. You know that I'm still in the presence. Even though you can't feel or see me, I'm still here. It's the same thing with God. He Sometimes you can't feel him. Sometimes you can't see him. But you know for some reason that he's there. And so how do we have a consistent relationship with God when we can't see or feel him? So this morning we're going to look at a few, about three things that I want to talk about staying faithful in prayer. Because that's another issue. It's like you're praying, it's like you're talking to air. It's like you're talking to nothing that's there. But when it comes to praying to God, it feels like he's not answering back. Or this is ridiculous. You don't feel real. doesn't seem real. But I want to talk about that very thing that's going to help you understand that you need to pray either way. The first one I want to talk about is faith is what pleases God. Faith is what pleases God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assure about what we do not see. So what it's saying is, is that faith is the, is the key the key strength to prayer. It's not just you talking physically. It's not just that. Faith has to usher in your prayer. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You've probably heard, you got, I have to see it to believe it. Faith says, I have to believe it to see it. I have to believe it to see it. And that's where it gets tricky because it's like, for us, I need a logical, physical reason that you're there. I need a logical, physical reason that I have to go with what you're saying. But the issue is, is that with God, it's opposite. You have to believe him to see him. You can't just see him to believe it. And that's the issue that we have in our culture today is that we have to see something. We have to know the facts. We have to know all this and that. But we have to actually have faith in it first. And so that's what Jesus is saying in this passage. And that's what Hebrews eleven six says. If without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you cannot understand God and can't pray without that spiritual muscle in your heart. 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There's another scripture that says, pray without ceasing. And what praying without, what ceasing really means is that you don't stop no matter what. That's what ceasing means. Never stop praying even when you don't feel like you can hear God. Many of us stop communicating with God because he doesn't talk back, because he doesn't respond. I want to encourage you with this. God is always there. He's always been there. He's always been attentive. So when you feel like he's not there, he really is. You just can't see him. You can't feel him, but he's there. 
But sometimes we're not disciplined enough. That's another word that we don't like, discipline. That's trash. But discipline is the assurance of how you can actually understand and pray to God no matter what. Because with us, we can't pray unless I hear him. I can't pray, because let me be honest with you. There have been moments where I read his word and nothing pops out. I have praised him and not felt his presence. I have, there have been moments where I've prayed and he's either not talked or he hasn't answered the prayer. You've had those moments probably where you've tried to pray. You've tried to read. You tried to praise God. Maybe you don't praise God because you don't feel his presence. You don't praise God because you have that shame and that guilt that heavies you. And it's the same thing with all of it. Sometimes it's ushered out of the guilt that you feel. And I want to encourage you that he's always there to take away that shame, to take away that guilt. Because if that stays, if guilt and shame stays in the way, you'll never be able to praise God the way you're going to need to praise God. You're never going to be able to read your word the way you're supposed to read your word. You're never going to be able to praise him the way you're going to want to because you're filled with guilt and shame. But I want you to understand, pray in the ceasing. Don't pray and cease, which means don't pray and get distracted. Don't pray and have your phone on the side of you when you pray. Because that's another thing that bothers me. I know I sound like a, like a parent, but, but, the, but my cell phone always bothers me. Because even if I buzz it, even if I'm muted, I still get distracted in, so, in some type of way. It gets really obnoxious when I'm trying to pray, and then all of a sudden I feel like this buzz on the side of my desk, and I'm just like, okay, what is this? Did this person text me? Like, you have to understand... All distractions have to be put aside because that's how you cease when you have distractions. And so I want to encourage you when you pray, take those things out the way. Because once those things are out the way, it gets easier to pray. It gets easier to praise God when you have those things out the way. Pray without ceasing. We trust he sees and hears us. Like I said, he's attentive. He's close. So that means that even though you pray and it feels like he's not there, he is there. Point number two is God wants your faith to grow. Ephesians 4.14 says this, then we, are no, then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by everything we, ugh, I read that wrong, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. The message version actually says God wants us to grow up. And what that means is, is that when a baby acts like a baby, it's cute. It's adorable. When you see a little, little infant like act all funny and, and crazy, that's cute. But when a 16-year-old acts like that, like imagine, imagine that. Seeing like Nathan start crawling on the floor or Matthew start, you know, hitting the wall with his head. Like that's cute for a baby in a way. I don't want the baby's head to get hurt. But it's cute. But for a 16-year-old, that's kind of, it's like grow up. Like you look ridiculous. You, you, you're crazy. You're goofy. But it's not cute anymore. And it's the same thing with your spiritual object permanence. We have to act like we have to feel God and feel and sense his presence in order to understand that he's there. But he's already there. You have to develop it by trusting. Trust takes faith. You have to trust God. If you don't trust God, you can't pray. It's hard to pray when it when there's no when there's no like 
vision of it or seeing God in that, in that reality of, God, I need to hear you. God, you, you need to answer this. And he doesn't. When he doesn't, what do you do? What do you do? Even when you don't feel him, you still have to trust him in that regard of he's still there. Because if you don't, he can't operate in his power when you don't trust him. He can't. We do this by staying faithful in prayer. Stay faithful in prayer this week. Try and pray even though you don't hear him. And I get it. The first part's like, it's awkward. Like it's awkward when I pray first thing in the morning on Monday. Because we'll pray, like praying with a group of people, that makes it easier for me. But when I'm praying by myself, it's just like, mm, mm, I can't pray. But what I want you to encourage yourself is push through that. Push through your feelings and start praying by faith. And that's the third thing I want to talk about because it's in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we live by believing and not by seeing. And that's my third point. For we, for we live by believing and not by seeing. And that's the picture I want to give you today is that you have to believe it to see it. Because if you don't, that's it. Because it doesn't take faith to see something to believe something. That God wouldn't put faith in the picture if you just had to be, just to see it. But what God wants you to learn in your life, as even as a teenager, is to believe Him even though you can't see it sometimes. And that's why it's hard to stay in prayer. That's why it's hard to stay in those areas because you can't feel it or understand it. That's the natural human motive: is when you see something, you hear something. I believe it. But what happens when you can't see and you can't believe it? Or, or you can't see it or you can't feel it? How are you going to believe it? That's where faith comes in. I know I'm ending very, very early. It's already a, it's only 11.53. But I'm going to turn the lights off for a second. Y'all can bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to do this for a moment. Where I can get Josh up here, yeah. I want to take a little while to, to actually pray. Now, we can't pray for you guys. We can't lay hands because of, you know, COVID. So we got to be very careful with that. But what I want to do in this moment is I want to give you guys, I'm going to let Josh play a worship song. And what's going to happen is, is that I want you to take these next few minutes to pray. And the reason why I want you to do that is because even though you can't hear or feel or see him, he wants to hear you. He hears you. As a teenager, it's hard to because you're so young and you're developing your, your spiritual object permanence. You're, you're growing your faith in a way that we were always, I was always taught, even, even when I was younger, that if I feel the presence of God, it's there. But that's not true. Even when I don't feel it, it's there. Even when I don't understand it, it's there. So I want to take this moment for a couple of minutes just to pray. And I want you to take this time, like, give God this attention. It's time, maybe you've been, maybe you've been stopping and praying because you stopped the communication. Maybe you stopped that moment where you were talking to God, but because you couldn't hear him, you cut it off. I want you to take this moment, and let me tell you something. If you get upset that you can't hear God, tell him that. Tell him that you get upset because you, he doesn't respond. He hears you. So I want you to take this moment to actually get into prayer. Get into the presence of God and ask him, Lord, speak to me any way possible. And let me tell you something. Even if it's through your thoughts, if it's through a friend, if it's through me, whatever that looks like, you'll know. 
You'll know it's God. So I want you to take this moment to pray to him and ask him, Lord, I want to hear you. I want you to hear what I have to say. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes people don't want to hear what you have to say. Sometimes, and sometimes you feel this way, and I want to call this out, but sometimes you feel like your parents don't listen to you, or you feel like your friends don't listen to you, or you feel like authority that you, that you work for or you go to school for doesn't understand what you go through, but God does. God does. And so in this moment, I want you to ask God, God, hear me. Because guess what? God's not like your parents. God's not like your friends. God's not like the authority under you. He hears you no matter what. He really does hear you. And so I want to take this moment for everybody, even in the booth, even in the back, I want you guys to take this moment to pray. It'll be a couple minutes. We're going to sing this one worship song. I just want you guys to pray. Talk to God in this moment. I spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed your life in me You have been so, so kind to me. i mm-hmm. 
shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me Snow wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down Coming after me Snow shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up one more time and really tell God how you feel about it you feel like you can't hear him and ask him for a desire to stay in prayer to stay praying to him take a a little moment longer just to give to him
thank you, Lord, that you're giving us a desire to pray to you. Even when we can't see or feel, Lord, we know that you hear us. Lord, because I'm tired of having to feel it to understand it. I'm tired of having to hear your voice to understand that you're speaking. Because, Father, you can speak through anything, Lord. You are you are the creation, Lord. You're the creator of creation. So I know that you can speak through anything you please, Father. So I ask, Lord, that you're giving a greater desire to pray, a greater desire to ask for things, Lord, but not just to ask, but, Lord, to involve you in our lives, Lord. We pray that you are more involved than anything else in our lives. And, Lord, we ask, Father, that you are opening our hearts to you, you living in us, Lord. Lord, we invite you into our lives. And, Father, we ask, Lord, that prayer becomes something that is a desire, Lord, because without desire, Lord, it just feels religious. Without a passion for prayer, it just feels like I'm doing it out of, out of force. But, Lord, we ask, Lord, you give a passion and a desire to pray. Lord, we ask for this, Father. We ask for your blessing and favor upon us as young people. Lord, because you know, Lord, we want to give you all that we have. Even though it's hard to give up certain things, Lord, we give you all that we have and all that we are. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.